Hello and welcome to Kitchen Radio on ACCC 102.1 FM. Kitchen Radio is a local food show. It's all about food, cooking and local produce. Tonight I would like to introduce my co-host Marina Strocky, who will just uh, back announce that opening track. Hello. That was Andy Statman. Reminisce, it's <laughs> Reminisce, that's Reminisce. right. Sorry. Andy Statman. Yeah, it's the first time I've actually played a song on a CD, so we've had to, I've had to learn how to use a CD player. Thanks, Marina. Is there something special about that song? I'm a fan of Andy Statman's and he, he plays regularly in New York and I was lucky enough to see him three times when oh, I was there you. recently. Yeah. Sure, it's great. Tonight I've asked Marina to share my show with me um, to talk about our feature ingredient but also to talk about her food experiences in New York. If you'd like to contact me actually during the show, you can use the hashtag ACCC radio and I'll probably see it on my screen. Last year, Marina, I did a zucchini show and there were people who um, started texting me the zucchini dishes they were making me during the show. <laughs> it was so exciting. And I think tonight's sort of feature ingredient could be one of those ingredients. There could be people at home actually cooking this ingredient. But I'd like to sort of describe it first and see if we can get our listeners thinking about um, what it could be. Oh, thanks for tipping me off not to give it away. So. Oh, that's We would have coped with that too. So Iggy might be doing something with eggplant. With, oh, with, oh, no! I did it. <laughs> okay, none of you might have. It was just a little bit. Blip, so blip. it comes in different colours, right? Quite a yes. lot of different colours. Yes, it does. Yeah. And shapes as well. And shapes. Little and small yeah. and big. And it's um, it can be used in quite a lot of different cuisines. And what else about it? Well, you can you can fry it. You can fry it. You can bake it. You can uh, boil barbecue it. Barbecue it. It's a bit spongy. It's yeah. got a spongy quality yeah. to it. There's some people who don't like Soaks this up the oil. This uh, this uh, vegetable. It's actually a fruit. It's part of the berry family. It's part of the whole nightshade family. I was so. going to say, I'm wondering yeah. if it was a nightshader. Yeah, and it grows well in Alice Springs. Yeah. Yeah. So I, all my listeners must have guessed by now, and if you haven't, it's got to be, of course, um, eggplant. Eggplant. Eggplant, also known as aubergine, and it's also got another name called a brinjal. Ah, that's that the Indian. Is it? Yeah, okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Do you know there's lots of different varieties? I mean, we've just said that when we were describing it. Yeah. Um. When um the the Thai green curry has a lovely, um, funny little um round, yeah. tiny little round eggplant. They're really funny because they're almost not like eggplants. Yeah. Yeah. They're sort of like cherry tomatoes, yeah. but they're eggplants. And they're bitter as well. Yeah, and they sp- always have them in the Thai green curry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've bought them and tried to cook with them. I don't really feel I've been successful, but I have eaten them out and they're really lovely. Yeah. Do you have a favourite eggplant type? I'm limited to, to what we can coals get. and yep. woolies <laughs> in Alice Springs. And I think there's just one type and that's the one that we're looking at, which, which, which is just like the eggplant emoji. It is the eggplant emoji because um, eggplants have a certain sexual quality to them as well. I hear that. Yeah. Like they're voluptuous, the shape is voluptuous and they're shiny and I'm just going to leave it at that because I could potentially get myself into trouble but if I go any But it does get further. used a lot, the eggplant emoji, I believe. It does get used a lot. <laughs> See, in I would have thought circles. they're more sort of feminine in shape but yet it gets used for… In certain… Yeah, for other appendages yeah. and genitalia. So mainly you get the Italian eggplant here in Alice Springs, but the Asian um, little supermarket on Gap Road there, they often have some of the other varieties. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll go and have a look. Yeah, they had none today, but I have seen them there. Oh, that's interesting. And Text me the eggplant emoji when you see them. I will do that. (laughs) 
Or if anybody who knows me has my text, my, my mobile number, they can do that to me as well. And you're right because you just, just are limited to what's in the shop unless you're growing eggplants at home and that's when you can grow some of those other amazing varieties. So I'll just list some of them. There's the Globe and the Italian. I think they're a little bit similar but there's uh, the long one which is a Japanese. Oh yeah, I know yeah. that one, yeah. Um, the little white eggplant, which is, I've eaten it. Um, an Indian man gave it to me once in Townsville and oh. it was the best eggplant oh. I've ever eaten. It was like sweet. Um, there's a graffiti eggplant. That's the one that's got that sort of like um, white and sort of burgundy mottled, paint mottled? look. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know that one. Oh, um, so I have seen lots of different ones. Yeah. I was thinking, why don't I even know? Only the Thai one. I yeah. There's an Indian kakakanta. I think that's how you say them. The ties, the Rosa Bianca, the Filipino one, which is a long and curly oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yep. Then there's the green apple one. And then, of course, what's not listed here is the, is the Thai one. Ah, okay. Because it's, the green apple is different. It's a bigger one than the Thai right. one. Right. But they do need a hot climate, which is why some people might be growing them at home here. And they do well in a hot climate. Yeah, they have to have a long, hot summer. Well, yeah. well we've got that, for sure. We do, yeah. Do you grow eggplants? No, I we, we opt for the... Um, just the very simple green garden with yeah. spinach, True. basil, me too actually, sage and yeah. parsley because we can't really cope with much else. Like <laughs> tomatoes, we tried, but yeah. there were that was it was heartbreaking. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what do you look for, Marina, when you buy an eggplant? Well, I look for a nice shiny skin and a plump buttock, and <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like them when they're. Um, it, well, no one would like them when they're not quite ripe. They, yep. they, they can be unripe here at times when there's a lot of green around the edge when you cut them. But mm -hmm. at, these are in season and they look pretty good. And they seem to have gotten rid of the little black seeds that we well, used to have. Yeah, I heard that the black seeds were to do with the age of an eggplant. And if an eggplant's too old, that's when the black seeds, maybe it's, maybe if it's too old when it's actually even picked. So we've got one here. I just bought some from Coles. And I have to say they're only $4.90 a kilo at the moment, which is pretty cheap for eggplants. And it's got no seeds. It's looking nice. Do you approve of my choice in eggplant? Yeah, marina? definitely. Right, okay. I, think, I think it's got all the hallmarks of... A gorgeous looking eggplant yeah and not and you know then if they sit in the bottom of the fridge for too long they start to look a bit sad sad yeah as everything that sits yeah. in the bottom of the fridge does um stephanie alexander says to always take note of the weight ah, as well okay yeah. well so mm. you should sort of weigh it like i do that with um passion fruit i always weigh a passion fruit before i buy it. right so that it's got moisture in it so yep. it's not old yeah. it's too light old and withered be, yeah, yeah. So what about, uh, there's a bit of controversy over the cooking of eggplants. And the big controversy is really the to salt or not to salt. That, that's a long-term dilemma. It is, isn't I it? I thought that had something to do with the seeds. Yeah, I did as well. But, you know, I um, cooked eggplant last week and I salted it for quite a lot of hours. But I forgot, I often, I, I wash it in a, you know, I put it in the sink and to wash all the um, salt off and then I squeeze it. So they're almost half cooked. But... I forgot to squeeze it and that eggplant was really bitter. Right. It was almost – I threw it out in the end, I have to say. What were you trying to cook? I was just baking eggplant in my oven mm. so that I could put it either on a pizza topping mm. or use it in um, eggplant parmigiana, which I, I'm a big fan of eggplant yeah, parmigiana. Too, yeah, yeah. Um, But it wasn't good at all. Well, eggplant's one of those vegetables that is a kind of a textural good supplement supplement for meat, isn't it? meat. Yeah. so and is it does it high in protein 
I can't. I'll have to go and check with, with Dr. Google. I'll Mr. Google on that and I'll get back to you. Because it's a great... I Look, I read it was high. It had high nu- nutritional content. Yeah. yeah. It's not that it's sort of like got no nutritional content. Mm. It does have high nutritional content. Mm. But because it's in the nightshade family, it's also sort of got some sort of negative um, connotations to it. Yes. So to salt or not to salt? Well, you know, I was in... Um, Catherine years ago and at that market they have there on Saturday morning and there was someone selling eggplants and I said to him you know well I need to salt this and he stuck his finger in that eggplant and he pulled it out and he ate it raw and he said absolutely not so I think the question of whether Did, you, you didn't buy it from him then you got no, to not the one that he put his finger through <laughs> Well, I did actually buy some eggplants. I was convinced, like, you could just sell me with that, you know, and he ate it. And those ones I said to you that I'd had in Townsville, they were also so beautiful and I didn't salt them. So I tend to think it's got to do with the, the age of an eggplant. Or the, perhaps whether it's properly ripe when yep. it's picked. And possibly even the variety. So potentially mm. some varieties have more mm. bitterness in of them course, than yeah, others. Yeah, that would be yeah. true, wouldn't it? Yeah. The only other controversy is whether or not you peel them. Oh. Well, it depends. Well, Life's recipe, too short, it, really. Yeah. I, look, I quite like uh, eggplant skin. I don't have a problem with eggplant skin. I would never have thought of peeling an eggplant. No, no. And generally when you cook them, do you cut them across or long long ways? Oh, yeah. It's That's, a difficult yeah, it's question, a big one. isn't it? Um, Not necessarily know, difficult, I think I do the roundels. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I pile them up and I um, cube them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cube them. Mm-hmm. See, for me, it depends what I'm cooking. Yeah, well, of course yeah. it depends. So if yeah. it's like eggplant parmigiana or moussaka, it's always the lengthways. Yeah. But if it's something else, yeah, if I'm cooking something where I have to cube them, yeah, I would do them across. Yeah. Um, I would cut them across. My, my yeah, you've got to have your parmigiana. You've got to have the, the length. Yeah. yeah. My nonna used to always have cold breaded eggplant in the fridge mm. as a snack and mm. it is a really Comfort lovely food. Yeah. yeah it's a really lovely thing to have mm. um so we're going to move on now to recipes marina and i both have some favorite recipes with um eggplant but marina you have a particularly lovely recipe which i found absolutely inspiring when you described it yesterday so i wonder if you could talk about that recipe and that food and that dish i'd be happy to um it's called pasta alla norma so it's a it's a pasta sauce with eggplant and when I had it I had it in Palermo and um, it was absolutely delicious and it had a kind of a yellowy tinge to it now I I looked I've I looked at thousands of recipes trying to find out what the yellowy tinge could be whether it was because you know Sicily it's close to Africa and north northern Africa and so maybe they're using a little bit of a spice in it as well or or turmeric or maybe saffron but perhaps it's just the basil leaves because I couldn't find any recipe that had any thing like turmeric or saffron Um, but this recipe is delicious and it you add ricotta at the last minute and you get a a love it's very light and you get eggplant with fresh basil bit of tomato and ricotta and so if I'm cooking it at home, because I want to go home and, and cook this with these eggplants we're looking at today. So what's the first step that I would do? Uh, you you cut off the eggplant's green spiky cap. Okay. And I'm quoting Marcella here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you peel it. Oh, my God, she peels. Okay. And cut it into one and a half inch cubes. And you 
are going to salt it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We're having it salted. We're so having it salted unless so it's really fresh so and so young. So this is this is quoting Marcella Hazan, who whose cookbook I thought I had enough Italian cookbooks until I found this one and I thought no nah, I need this one because okay. it's really like she's in the kitchen with you telling you no 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 not like that not like that yeah like fantastic this, like this. and so and then of course you squeeze out the moisture it, great I, I only do that by in, intuition but it's good to hear it in a recipe yeah so so that that that's why I, I like her reci- yep. recipes because you get the extra information where you go do you know where mm. she clarifies things and then you fry them off and add the tomato and cook that up a little bit so you're frying it in olive oil i think so yes you got any garlic or anything yeah onion or? garlic so you're frying your onion garlic oh, and then she the says eggplant like gold here uh, onion and eggplant together and then okay. garlic and then tomato and then oh no you put the eggplant in afterwards yep. you do that yeah you do the onion first and then you um Toss in the grated Romano and the ricotta and the basil leaves. So the basil oh, okay. leaves are freshly tossed in at the last minute. And is it fresh tomatoes that she's using I or tinned? You can use fresh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm frying, say, onions and garlic, plum. dropping in the eggplant. Plum tomatoes. Dropping in plum tomatoes. Yeah. And then putting in pecorino, ricotta mm. and basil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what type? And then parmesan at the end. And parmesan, three types of cheese. You're allowed to have parmesan as well. Now, I actually bought pecorino here the other day in Alice Springs. I'm pretty excited about That's it. That's good. It is. That's so good. things are getting better. What type of a pasta are you going to serve this with? Well, she says fusilli or rigatoni. Okay. Or roto di caro cartwheel pasta. Oh, okay. So I like a smaller pasta. Yeah. yeah. Not a spaghetti or a linguine. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay, and we're tossing this through at the end. You obviously don't need to be serving it with any cheese because there's a lot of she cheese says you, in there. She, she, she says you can use plain old spaghetti too. Okay. Now, when are you are you adding some saffron or turmeric to this yourself, aren't you, when you make it? Well, I'm a bit embarrassed to admit that. Sorry. It's just a colour thing. But though. I get that. I get that it's yeah. got to look. Like if you've had this amazing food experience, yeah. when you go home and you make it, and that's one of the great things about travelling is like, trying to replicate that food experience, yeah. it needs to look like what you It had to have yellow remembered. in it. Yeah, yeah. But I think that could be the fresh basil. Possibly. But if anyone's listening and they can tell me what the what the yellow could be in in triple c radio yeah hashtag yeah i have no aversion to putting um saffron in a pasta Mm. sauce to me Mm. that would go well with all those ingredients yeah but i couldn't i couldn't actually ever see anything Mm. and not taste it there wasn't a taste oh yeah it tasted great yeah but there wasn't a taste of saffron or turmeric it was just the color Mm. yeah oh that's could have even been tamarind it had that kind of it had that sort of yeah. It wasn't it's not like northern Italian. It wasn't no, like it was, a northern Italian yeah. flavor. It was a very it was a different. And then once you head into like Sicilian cuisine, you know, anything goes. Yeah, you just can't right. say, "Oh, look, you know, Italian cooking doesn't do this because, you know, Sicilian cuisine sort we of could say that breaks about all the Venetian rules. food as well yeah. because the Venetians have a lot of influences, haven't they? Yeah, from the from sea, all the from the trading sea, yeah. and everything, yeah. Oh, they have lots of they Oh, um, sultanas and mm. odd, odd pine nuts and things that you oh that's different. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna move from Italian and we're gonna actually move to Japanese. Yeah, and this is a really simple but a lovely dish, isn't it? Which yes. is the um, the eggplant with miso. Yeah, and it's and a I, vegan dish. I had it um, 
at Christine Godden's house and she did it on the charcoal grill and then I just copied her because it was delicious. Do you salt the eggplant? I so gave up you? salting. I stopped salting. I thought we didn't – once the black seeds were – you know, I'm of the – okay, what, whatever's easiest. Yeah, but look, I would never salt something for like baba ganoush or, you know, Otto Lengi's got a really lovely eggplant dish as well that's not salted, which I can talk about. It's a pretty easy one. But for those types of things, you would never salt it because you I don't get what I do old. salt. I, when I've got this nice salad recipe, which is um, ribbons of zucchini, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to use a spiralizer. You just use the – potato peeler and you do the ribbons of zucchini yeah i like saying that and then you salt them Mm. and wash that out uh, wash the salt out Mm. so you partially cook them in a Mm. way and have that with bocconcini and tomato and Mm. fresh basil it's a a nice salad yeah could you do it with eggplant oh well if you had the eggplant that that man was stuck his finger yeah possibly yeah (laughs) <laughs> you would get a different one, though. It's a good visual, isn't it? You'd get a different one. <laughs> um, let's go back to the um, the eggplant with miso. So we've grilled the eggplant on our barbecue. Or... Well, hang on. You've mm. got to do the crisscrossing cutting. So tell me about that. So you, you cut it in half, like lengthways, and then you, crisp, you score it yep. vertically and horizontally, but not... Not right through to the skin, you mm-hmm. s- but you give it a good maybe a centimetre into the so body of it. So is your eggplant in a slice or is it halved like that? It's halved. Okay. So you do the whole half yep. and then half. And are you not crisscrossing the skin but you're crisscrossing the flesh? The flesh, that's okay. right. And then I think you grill it, um, you baste it with your miso um, dressing, which um, I, haven't, I haven't got the ingredients on me uh, at the moment. And um, then you grill it like bottom side up like yeah. bottom side down okay. rather and then so and then you quickly at the end you give the flesh side a, a burst at the end on the the griller yep and then, then you can keep basting it afterwards cause and then you put the miso glaze yeah on. you can keep yeah, yeah afterwards as well so you, you you're glazing the cut flesh side and it's so yummy yeah, I'm just going to have a look at what's in that miso glaze. Obviously, it's miso. And I think um, a bit of soy, a bit of sesame oil. Yeah, um, mirin apparently, a bit of sake, raw sugar, um, wine, sesame oil, ginger. Um, and then I think this one's always got a little toasted sesame seeds on the top. Oh. I've often seen. It's a really lovely yeah. dish. It's really. Well, we'll have to. See, yeah. And you can easily go recipe. online, yeah, and find um, okay. and find that recipe as well. Okay. Um, one of my favourite dishes with eggplant is actually an ottolinghi dish. Oh, yes. And that's a really simple one where you like bake your eggplant like you do for baba ganoush. Mm-hmm. And then you. you know, do you, that, you're trying to get it charcoal Trying to get it charcoal because you yeah. want that. You need that smoky flavour, yeah. which you must have for. You can a, get it in a bottle in a America smoky flavor <laughs> you can get everything everything yeah, yeah. but I'm going to actually do this in my oven okay uh, and my outside oven I did last time um, and then I let it sit and then you you know once it's a little bit cooler and then you actually you know take the skin off which is really easy once it's sort of really cooked and then you kind of string yeah, the yeah. eggplant yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you have to let that drain for quite a lot of time to get rid of the excess mm. moisture then you put a dressing of, on that of olive oil, lemon juice and garlic and mm. that sits again, that marinates for like another hour. And then when you serve it, you just serve it with pomegranate seeds and parsley. Oh, lovely. And that's it. That's it's pretty simple. I've got a feeling it? it's got lemon rind as well. 
it, it is like it, it is kind of time consuming. It takes a lot but of time. Everything but everything Otto yeah. is time consuming. But he, it's he simple. must have nothing else to I'd do. I'd say so. That's his life. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Otto Lengi. <laughs> Um, there's another dish that just comes to mind called buran. Have you heard of that? No, buran not at all. Or buran, 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 and um, that's that's the same yep. except so you charcoal your eggplant and scoop out the flesh and you just put a l- little bit of garlic and um, Greek yogurt. Through. Oh not, wow! Not, not too much Greek yogurt. No, that yogurt. really appeals to me again because it's simple and pepper yeah. and salt. And and so it's kind of like baba ghanoush, but it, instead of tahini, you're using the mm. what's well, actually not like baba. And Iggy's actually in the process probably, of making. Well, this he's going to make it maybe tonight, but he has a method with baba ghanoush where he um, he emulsifies the tahini with the lemon juice and gets to a point where the excess oil from the tahini yeah. is separates, and you can. Um, although that's the opposite of emulsify, but somehow he says he does it this way where he can oh, get rid of... Separation is, I think, it's emulsify. Oh, no, clarify. Yeah, he cl- somehow like and he, he clarifies pours off the excess yeah. tahini oil. Oh, okay. Which gives you a very light baba mm. ganoush. Oh, that sounds really lovely. Yeah, because yeah, a good baba ganoush is, is great. He's got the really eggplants light. all ready to go. Great. When yeah. you get home, do you mean? And he's got the little... Um, we have... Um, my sister-in-law made them for us. These little um, grates that we put on top of the the gas jet. Yeah. So so you can do it on the gas jet. Yeah, and it's you know again time consuming, yeah. but but worth it. Yeah, because you get and the, if we if we use the charcoal barbecue outside, it, the it's tempting just to forget about it, and then you yeah. end up with a shell. Yeah. Because it just nothing, dis- it, it just disappears. It's yeah. incredible. Where you does want, it go? I don't know. It just goes to nothing. Like <laughs> there's nothing in there, and it looks really good. It's all charcoal to the hilt. Nothing inside. Yeah. Wow. Um, did you have any eggplant experiences when you're in New York? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Look, there's a lot more to talk about eggplant to you know generally but i'm also really keen to have a chat with you about your experiences actually i had one in new york one eggplant experience one, yeah okay. uh, that was antipasto oh okay of course bit bit of a letdown it was yeah, yeah. Bit of a i think down. generally antipasto is a is a can too be oily yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll i was thinking of that seconds. today that you know you can like preserve them like they do it's but too it's oily. not great no. it's nothing really i mean these weren't great yeah. um they were a bit of a, but i think you know, the uh, if you did them yourself, slices of charcoal grilled eggplant with drizzled with oil, but that's sort of steeped in oil. Yeah, it was too much. Yeah. They, these weren't great. Yeah, but the eggplant is a, a great fruit slash berry slash mm. vegetable, and it's mm. really good for like vegans, vegetarians, mm. um, and it's just really great generally. I, mm. I love eggplant, but I think to salt unless you've got it really fresh in the garden mm, okay um now we're going to go to a track in the middle of the show and then when we come back we're going to talk to marina about uh eating lots of food in new york so this track is lenny bruce yeah yeah marina do you want to tell me a bit about it um well I, I went to see bob dylan at the beacon and the beacon it's he, he did a residency at the beacon and it's such a beautiful theater it's um old and renovated and about 2,000 people. So he did a 10-day residency there and trotted out this Lenny Bruce song, which it's timely really because Lenny Bruce um, spoke truth to power and, you know, called called a lot of people out with their hypocr- hypocrisy and lies. So 
thought it was good and um, I did like hearing it. And Lenny Bruce was if, – if no no one knows who Lenny Bruce is, he, he kind of invented he, – he's like the father of stand-up comedian, okay. if you like, but a very tragic end. Okay. Let's go – let's have a listen to Lenny Bruce. So, Marina, how long were you in New York for? Three months. Wow. And where did you live in New York? In Bed-Stuy. I, I was told that that's – Back in the day when New York was a bit unruly in the yeah. 70s and 80s, um, that's where people went to buy guns and, mon- and oh, okay. drugs. And then when they got them, they left because there were so many drugs and guns there. Oh, okay. Is it near Brooklyn? Is it, it is side? Brooklyn. Okay. It's part, part of – Brooklyn's huge. Yeah, I know it's huge. I heard there's a little uh, little Australia in Brooklyn around Williams Williamstown, I think. Williamsburg. Williamsburg, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, didn't find it. Okay. Um, but uh, – <laughs> but, but compared to Manhattan, Brooklyn is just – it's unruly. It's so big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was there like maybe 18 months ago and I thought I could just get from, you know, a little part of Brooklyn to another and it ended up taking me a lot longer. Yeah, I know. I found yeah, that one out too. For sure. Mm. So we're going to talk about some of your food experiences in New sure. York. So what was – you know, you talked about this amazing pasta. As we're going on that pasta theme, you, yeah. you talked about the best pasta you'd ever eaten. Could yeah. you talk to me about that? With – with pleasure. Um, well, I was with my friend Bernadette and we were just – we were walking around Manhattan as you do at night when you have a friend and we were at Union Square and she just said, let's go down here and then we were going, oh, we could eat there, we could eat there and then we just kept walking and walking and walking and then, you know, it's so easy to, to do and keep – because it's sort of like everything's like, oh, look at that, oh, oh look at that. <laughs> And so that went on for a while and then we discovered this tiny little place that was jam-packed full of people and we were sort of like, right, this is it, Italian. And um, I had the um, slow-cooked wild boar ragu with truffle butter and homemade pappardelle and Bernadette had uh, – she had lasagna one night and but we, we went back. It was so good we went wow. back. And they – seriously, it was the yummiest – ragu I've ever had where the truffle butter helped and then they won't you know they don't you don't offer parmesan when there's truffles there's no parmesan because too much flavor mm. but speaking of parmesan they did this other dish where they had the whole parmesan wheel cut in half um and they made a a well in the middle mm-hmm. of that and we it was fun to watch um I didn't actually order it but they tossed the hot mm, fettuccine in the well of the pasta wheel and scrape all the parmesan. yummy parmesan into wow. it and completely coat the pasta with parmesan and then serve it up and then um, with a sprinkling of dry roasted um, prosciutto? prosciutto which has been crushed to a fine oh, powder. It sounds amazing. And it looked pretty amazing. Yeah. It looked, looked a bit sort of like rich actually. Yeah. But um. People were, it was certainly the meal yeah. that people were ordering a lot because they were going for it. And um, and was that in in Brooklyn or was that in no? That's Manhattan. Manhattan. And it, sorry, it yep, was that's right. Called Pasta Eater. That was okay. A, and, it, and it was it was we found after the second time we went there, I read the window had a big article from the New York Times and it was one of the ten top you know, New York Italian oh. restaurants which and it wasn't you know it wasn't really that expensive yeah um, it was just very very good I mean you have it has to be good 
to survive yeah. in, in New York, I think. And it must be so exciting just like um, coming across it accidentally, not yeah. sort of going out of your way to sort of eat the best bagel or the best yeah. pastrami in New York, but yeah. actually happening upon this uh, little restaurant. And yeah. Not I, even in Little Italy. I think those, yeah, well, we did go to Little Italy and eat well as well. Mm. It was a little bit more touristy there yeah, and yep. not 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 so interesting yeah. really. But the place that we did find was full of locals, so that that's why we went yep. in. I mean, that's always a good sign if it's full of full of people and full of people who look like or sound like New Yorkers. Then you can bet you it's bet, good. Yeah, it's a good good endorsement for a start. Yeah, because one of the other big institutions where a lot of tourists go is, of course, Katz's Deli because it was in uh, When Harry Met Sally. And did you go to Katz's Deli? I did. Yep. Yeah, I walked in, I walked around and I walked out. I, could, <laughs> I couldn't stand the smell. Yeah, it's quite famous for its pastrami and its um, yeah. Reuben sandwiches. Yeah. It, it is pretty daunting, I have to say. Yeah, it's it a was bit crazy. And it was just, it yep. was like, it was very late at night, maybe 11 o'clock or something and... There were just too many people eating, you know, salad bowls of fries with sour cream, and <laughs> I just, and then the smell—it was just, I, you know, I did go there, but I, I, I did find my ideal uh, New York deli, which was on the Upper West Side, Barney Greengrass, and his uh, restaurant's been there since 1908. Oh, he's long gone, but there's a portrait of him in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I, there I had the best borscht I've ever had. Oh, wow. And I, I had a pastrami sandwich, which was delicious, and egg salad, a classic bagels, yeah. really, really good, really fun place as well. Great waiters and really good atmosphere. Lots of old sort of, you know, corduroy-clad New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. The, bo- the borscht was hot or the borscht was cold? Cold, cold, cold borscht. looked like a strawberry milkshake. Oh, wow. Yeah. And did you have a Reuben sandwich? No. Okay. But you had pastrami. Pastrami. And very, very soft pastrami. Like really delicious. Really that kind de- of melt, like, melt in your mouth. Not the sort of pastrami you get at Coles. Yeah. yeah it was totally different. Yeah. yeah. I, it was I very actually, melt in your yeah, mouth. Yeah. I did try Katz's pastrami and I did find it. I mean, it's p- pretty overwhelming, but the pastrami was amazing. Yeah, it, it was like yeah. melt in your mouth and there was like slice after yeah, slice of it. That's and it right. was really it's like, like it having wasn't an like, animal between two pieces I know, of bread. Yeah. It was kind of like corned beef, but nothing like corned yeah. beef as well. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's not easy to cook pastrami. It's a bit, yeah. bit, bit to it. I'm going to move on from pastrami if you don't mind. Do you. Is that all right? We can talk about your Cruffin experience. Yeah, well, we can talk about pastrami later, I guess. Oh, I guess do you want yeah. to? We can just keep talking about pastrami. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you told me about going to a restaurant called the Supermoon Bakehouse. Yes. Well, Rachel in Alice Springs, who people might know, she had this list of, you know, all the best places to go for all the best things, and I and I was happy to tag along, and we went to uh, what's it called? The, the Supermoon Super Bakehouse, yeah, where the man, who, the inventor of the Cruffin, Cruffin, yeah. So it's she had one, and it was it was yummy. I think it was a pina colada Cruffin. Wow, can you describe it for me? Um, the bottom bit is like a muffin, and the top bit is like a croissant, and the, there's a middle bit, which is the flavour, okay. which is like a sort of a creme anglaise with a flavour. Wow, it was very very upmarket. And what did you have there? I had, uh, what are they called? Um, Canel. Canel, like a sort of a French 
baked custard, which is um, I've only had one before, once before, and you freeze the little tins and mm-hmm. then splash them with hot butter so the butter oh. goes thick and all around the sides and then pour in this sort of custardy thing, a bit like, you know, a baked custard. Okay. Sort of, yeah. It is a simple way of naming it. Yeah. So yeah. It's a sort of thick caramelised edge. Wow. Um, and a soft centre. Very yummy. Yeah. And what about sort of classic American food? Did you have any um, – did you go to diners and did you yeah. have burgers? Yep. Oh, and I was in the South for a minute as well and had – they fry everything there. Okay. Like um, tomatoes. <laughs> I think you, you fry a tomato and – Like it is important when you're travelling, isn't it, to just give up on your dieting, Southern I food. think. And yeah. just, just you have to have that food experience. Well, you have got the app, the walking app, so you okay. can tag how many steps you've done. Got, and then you yeah. can earn that cruffin or yeah. that those you fries or that hamburger. Yeah, so the hamburgers were pretty reliable and – Cobb salad. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, great salads, great bagels too. Oh, bagels. Yeah. The best bagel? Was there a best bagel? They're all pretty good. Mm-hmm. The, the standard's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I had one from a shop called, I think it was called Russ and Daughters. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen anybody make a, a bagel or a sandwich with such attention for detail except myself. You yeah. Know? And it was just, they toasted it and they really thought about it. It was like a hot smoked salmon on there. Yeah. And it was just yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, they've got a good reputation, us and daughters. Yeah. Sedell's. I went to Sedell's. But even the local bagel, bagel shop in um, Sunset Park where my studio was, that was great. Yeah. They had, and they were everywhere. They're just bagel shops everywhere. And they're all pretty good bagels. That all all yummy everything bagel was my favorite (laughs) and look you got to have so many sort of classic american food experiences but you did have the ultimate which was a thanksgiving dinner yeah so tell us about that well that was fun i looked up my old friend zena and her um and i hadn't seen her for 34 years and so she said come to franklin for thanksgiving and i did and it was so lovely and her brother was a, is a chef and so he he did it and but she's a baker she she bakes for a living and she was doing the pies so she did pumpkin pie and apple pie and very um, I can give you the photos of them if you yeah, want. Yeah, we for can the, post for the those website. photos. Yeah, the, she used the canned pumpkin. I know yeah. e- that just makes everyone feel sick. I know. But it, I never it, get every it. Every recipe says canned pumpkin. Yeah. I checked a lot. And it was yum. Uh, wow. But I, And I've had Thanksgiving in America before and it was much better than the last pumpkin yeah. pie. I never wanted to have another one after that. Not sweet and just delicious, really delicious. And did they do the turkey and everything Yeah, the else? turkey was done in the Weber. Mm-hmm. And slow cooked in the Weber, and um, oh, he 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 was he cooked all day. Yeah, um, the roast veggies and yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving's a really lovely occasion, I think, in terms yeah. of and the food that's and served and cooked, and just the actual whole concept of of giving thanks. Yeah, and slow roasted Brussels sprouts Ooh. were appearing on lots of menus. I noticed they were delicious. Wow, just roasted anything and caramelized. You talked yeah. about them having maybe a chili sauce on yeah. them when they serve them, not yeah. when they're cooking them. Yeah. You well, can have that or not. With it. They're yeah. good at either way, lots of salt and pepper. Yeah, which so you were there like at, heading towards winter, so Brussels sprouts would have been in season, yeah. I imagine, yeah. there. Yeah. Did you notice any food trends in New York? Like you talked about pies. Well, pies, yeah. P- pies were – that's right. Pies 
people make pies. It's a fun thing. Mm. It's like they make a pie. Yeah, pies are big, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like one of the great things about travelling is is eating new food and being inspired. And like a lot of people here in Alice Springs are really great cooks. Are you cooking anything new or anything different since you've come back? Is it you've been inspired to cook anything in particular? Borscht. Oh, I love borscht. Can you tell me how you... We're going to run out of time soon, but could you go through how you're making your borscht? Well, the borscht... The bo- there's as many different ways of having borscht as there are, you know, ways of making a ragu, I suppose. But the trick with borscht is to get the, su- the sweet-sour balance. So you have a little bit of um, sugar and a little bit of red wine vinegar. You've got mm-hmm. to get that. It's sort of got to be tangy and sweet at the same time. So it's got beetroot? Beetroot, onion, and spices, cloves and a few other things, bay leaf. And then... Um, they they sieve the beetroot, so there's no texture. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. not like a chunky. No, borscht. no, not the not the one at at Barney Greengrass. No, and that, theirs is like a strawberry milkshake. Actually, they put so much um, what sweet buttermilk in it? and um, yogurt in it. Yeah. yeah. Now you talked about that sour you can. Cream. Yeah, that you don't just have to use sour cream. That you can use like buttermilk or kefir or yeah, other sort kef- of yeah. fermented um, dairy or, or products or just straight yogurt. Yeah. That's how I've been making it over summer. So and are they pureeing it and then um, sieving it? Pureeing and sieving, yeah. yeah. So you get no texture and, and I've been making – so, you, again, you know, sometimes beetroot can be a bit woody but you've got to get, get that sort of – I don't know, maybe get the right beetroot. And um, and it's so pale it looked like a strawberry milkshake. But um, And are you just eating it straight? Or are you having it with bread or toast? When oh, no. no, It's sort of like having it with bef- – I had it as like an entree over summer. Oh, okay. You know, instead of, you know – well, I, I don't like cheese and biscuits anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like in as the first course. Yeah. With a light – then a light dinner or something. Oh, wow. That sounds really I inspiring. Borscht, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to have to go home now and cook borscht. And I'm going to have to cook the pasta a la Norma. Is yep. it Norma? Yeah. And I'm just and the um, eggplant with miso mm. and pies maybe. Oh, I pies. do love pies. Pies are fun. Yeah, they are fun. But I'm not going to use tinned. Um, I'm not just going to use tin pumpkin. I just can't go there. I know. I know. They do. They all swear by it though. Mm. I'm going to follow it up with Zena, and I'm going to get her. She d- she used a combination of three different recipes, so I'll, I'll, I'll get it from Zena. Oh yeah, and put it on the Facebook page, I my will. Kitchen Radio Facebook page, or we'll just do a link to it. Yeah, that would be great. Well, thanks so much, Marina. I'm really inspired to both travel <laughs> um, and to go home and cook tonight. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Um, tonight we're going to go out with another choice of Marina's, which is... Sloris White. Oh, yeah. I was actually didn't... I didn't want to try and pronounce his first Sisyphians. name. Sisyphians. It's their new It's their new CD. And they played here when maybe about 14 or 15 months ago. Yeah, they did. They were yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and is this did you listen to this when you were travelling or you just um, no I track? I got it at the CD launch I went to their CD launch at Le Poisson Rouge in oh in New York yeah oh wow that was fun okay yeah. well thanks so much Marina it's been very inspiring my pleasure next week we'll hopefully have Laurie May and we'll be talking about some locavare cooking as well as her travels so good night thank you everybody for listening to Kitchen Radio on ACCC 102.1 FM in Alice Springs and in Tennant Creek and please tune in next week and have a listen to this as a podcast good night <laughs>
You've been listening to Kitchen Radio on ACCC 102.1 FM in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek.